Well, the reason I asked Rabbi Ben-Zion Klatsko to uh, join me, and I mentioned this earlier this morning, um, I mean, there are a lot of things we could turn to him for. We could turn to him for uh, information about what's happening in the community. We could turn to him for uh, words of inspiration, which I'm sure he's been delivering on a regular basis to those who follow him and uh, and those that um, interact with him virtually at this point, since nobody's interacting with anybody any other way. Um but I, uh, I I asked him to come on because I need the perspective of someone who's in a unique situation. I'll explain in a moment. Rabbi Benzion Klatsko, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me this morning. I'll tell you why I asked you to uh, join me on an Erev Shabbos. Uh, there's a select group of people on this on this earth, and um, and some of us know them, and some of us are them, who have an inordinate some might say, insane number of guests at their Shabbat table every single week. Now, I don't know if you keep statistics, Rabbi Klatsko, but I have a feeling you're in that category. Uh, Somebody who has made a point through Shabbat.com and through your own personal lives, you and your family, uh, to to encourage people and, of course, for you yourself to have as, as open a house as possible. So far, am I being accurate, Rabbi? You are being accurate. What is it like... And again, I don't know if you keep stats, but you could share them with us if you do. What is it like normally tonight having, I don't know, 20, 30 people at your Shabbos table? And I assume, I assume, tell me if I'm wrong, or maybe you shouldn't tell me in this forum if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that tonight it'll only be you and your family who are together for the Friday night meal. Okay, so that that is correct, although... One small correction: We haven't had twenty or thirty in many years. We we're, we're still averaging, you know, seventy, eighty a week. And my wife is going straight to heaven. <laughs> 70, <laughs> 70, 80 between the two Shabbat meals every week. Not between the no no the seventy eighty sleeping over. Seventy to eighty guests who you supervise as they sleep over. Correct. Correct. Does one are you are you living in a mansion? <laughs> uh, no, but it's interesting. In a in a few minutes, you may hear some construction. We are uh, we building out an attic that we never thought to, to use because um, we have to sleep a lot of people, and people know when they come. Uh, you know, some of them may just get cots or mattresses. Right. And uh, and we have a wonderful neighborhood. What what is your? I mean, it, it, okay, do do some of the details for us. So, is it your dining room that these meals are taking place in? Is it is there a different configuration? How does this work? <laughs> yes, yeah, so the answer is it is our dining room. Uh, thank you. We are standing at the anniversary of of our fire. We had a fire a week before Pesach, about fourteen years ago, and. Uh, you know, although it was a tragedy in a sense, it gave us the opportunity to uh, expand the house in a way that allowed us to have more guests. So, so we did just that. We built we built the house out, and we we built a table that uh, our table, without adding any extra tables, is able to hold sixty two people. Wow, that is remarkable. The essence of Hachnasas Orchim, to say the least. Um. You know, again, the real reason I called, and uh, I said because we wanted to speak to someone who's used to having, you know, a lot of Shabbos guests, but 
the real reason I called is I felt that this conversation in some way would be inspiring to people. Uh, one of the points I've been making since the beginning of all this when the schools had to close is that is that it is amazing and heartwarming to see the pain among all of us not to be able to go to shul. And I think that, that's, that that says something about our people, that we're so addicted to going to shul. And this, by the way, is across the board from the from people who are not observant at all, and I do know plenty who are at Mincha in their offices every day, even though they are not observant at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, across the board, obviously, to the most ritually observant. And, you know, we run. We run to be at Chakras at 5.30 in the morning, no matter what time, uh, uh, you know, work starts. And we run to, you know, be part of those minchas that take place everywhere and make sure before we go to sleep to find a minion for Marev. And if it's not, if it's too late in our town, we go to the next town to find one, etc. And I think it's amazing. I, I would assume that, that at the same time, people like yourself and other heroes in our community are, are also pained by the fact and are also heartbroken that there's now a limit as to the number of people that are at your Shabbos table. We, we actually were early adopters, uh, meaning we saw the writing on the wall, and already for the past few weeks, we uh, stopped having the big numbers. Uh, and actually, I pulled my kids out of school before that was supposed to happen, because, you know, a pandemic eventually becomes a pandemic. Right. Uh, so last Friday night, we do a Kalbach Minion each week, a wonderful, warm Kalbach Minion, and... Um, Last week, my kids looked at me, and what well, we dive in the house. We have a, our own Kodesh and so on. And they looked, and like, Tati, are we able to sort of like run through, <laughs> run through the davening? I said, no, no, same Shabbos. So our little, <laughs> you know, my little kids, we just did a Kalbach minute. Not a minute, we didn't have a minute. Right. But um, no, the, the opposite. If, if we show Hashem that even based Sarah, we're consistent, uh, then we'll earn our shuls back. We're all, we'll earn our minyana back. 100%. 100%. And, and, and we'll earn our guests back because you're, you're waiting for your house to be filled with you know 80 people again. Very much so. Very much. Um, I know that, and this is because I stumble upon it on a regular basis, uh, I know that all of us are invited to your Havdalah service every Saturday night, right? That's something Correct. That, and that's basically through Facebook Live? Would that be the uh, right way of doing it? We, we we do ma- mainly through Facebook. Uh, there are other uh, uh, other places where it streams, but Facebook is primary. And people enjoy the long Havdalah service, both who are watching and those who are with you in your home, right? Very, very much. We 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 it's because we do it consistently, uh, and that's sort of the key that everyone knows that each week we're going to do it. Yeah, you don't have to speak to us back consistently. <laughs> we, we we know what that's like over here. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's really tough because when you stop it for a few weeks. You have to, people just assume you're not doing it That's anymore. right. That's right. <laughs> I've been saying that for 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's the thing. you got to keep on trucking. Yeah. So, and uh, what, and have you added anything, and not a criticism if you haven't, just curious, have you added anything pre-Shabbos or post-Shabbos that's different now because of the matzav that the Jewish world and the, and the world is in? Or, or basically, if people want to connect with you, Saturday night is still the best option. Um, I mean, we, we, I do online shirim. I was, you could tell I'm a little bit of horse. I've been giving, giving <laughs> shirim last night, all night, and and I'm I'm trying to make use of Zoom and Facebook. And uh, actually, I'll, uh, a friend of mine just started a a wonderful website called We Learn Together, wow. which is sort of like Torah anytime but live. And uh, We Learn Together. You can go on and go into any live shir at any moment. It's like wow. a very 
very fascinating thing. So we try to do that. And uh, last week we uh, we did our musical Havdalah, even though we didn't have anyone there. Right. Uh, because but we know could... we're still going to have the viewers. Right. I'll tell you something, Nachum. We actually had one of our biggest viewing weeks. I'm sure. Last week. I'm <laughs> sure. Right. Ben Seal Klatsko is here. Shabbat.com. I mean, the essential part of that website is literally to make Shabbat reservations around the world, right? So that's Correct. that's sort of on hold just by osmosis, I guess, at this point, right? Well, it, it used to be that was the primary point of Shabbat.com, but it, over the years it's become a very, very strong social network all by itself. Ah, so, nice. Um, yeah, we're, 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 we, we, um, we, we noticed that about 60% of the users are using it for the, our dating feature. Oh, so we, very nice. We have, um, we have a dating feature that we add, and actually two of my kids found their wives on the dating feature. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, guess, uh, I guess it's good you don't keep your kids off the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Listen, we, we're we're guarded, but we, you know, again, of course, the writing on the wall, and of course. instead of chaining them up. All right, so um, so that ha- so you, obviously the the Saturday night post Shabbat for for many it's already post Shabbat for you it's Havdalah. Uh, we know we could tune into that on Facebook Live. What do you, what is your impression of all the pre Shabbat get-togethers that have been happening? Uh, over the last couple of weeks, just to inspire people before they undertake their tefillah biyachid, uh, tefillah uh, uh, davening privately in their home. I, I, you know, I think it's I think it's wonderful, and I'm blown away by the Jewish people. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you know, Nachum. I'm inv- involved in the, the music world as well. Sure. And uh, there are uh, people like a Shlomi Dex or a Tali Yes or a Barry Weber, and they uh, Shlomo Katz, of course, and they just want to uh, to send out the good vibes, and um, uh, it, it just it gives me the chills to watch them by their lonesome, maybe in their dining room, looking into the camera and saying, "Clyde, so we love you so much. Don't you know Altira Avdiakov? Don't don't be too worried." We're gonna make 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 it through, and and you know it's hard to say this, but in a certain way, we're gonna get something out of this that we needed to. No question about it. Um, it must be, and not to emphasize the negative, but uh, you know people know what it's like when when they have one regular guest at their Shabbos table who they quote unquote take care of, someone who's single or older, you know, where the case may be. It's got to be very difficult for you because you know, I'm sure, many regulars who are now sort of on their own through this situation. And I'm not trying to emphasize the pain. I just think, again, that because of the way things are normally, I think that's very inspiring that people need to realize that a lot of lonely people, a lot of people who need direction, a lot of people who are searching, you know, will find themselves to your Shabbos table on a regular basis. And unfortunately, they, they don't have that coming at them or, or, or being there for them this Shabbos. We try to do the right thing, and we try to be a good example to the community. Um, I, I will tell you that last week, even though we limited it, we had a few random people, but certainly under 10, and just people who just showed up. Uh, but we, we did get a, a message from one of our Shabbat.com members begging me to put out the word that they still want to have guests, and that those people who are stuck shouldn't say there's nowhere to go. And uh, unfortunately, I got that message after Shabbos. Mm. Uh, but I, but um, you know, we we each are trying to do our part 
because life does have to go on, and if you crush our our spirit, you've also you've also caused damage. Right. Then then coronavirus, God forbid, uh, you know, will have won, won this battle if it if it does that. Absolutely. Um, what is, uh, not to jump ahead, and I'm not suggesting anything one way or the other. We, I do believe, and some of the news reports can re- reconfirm our belief <laughs> in the one above. If our bitachon and amuna is not enough, sometimes we see news reports that, that give us tremendous hope to to reconfirm our uh, amuna. Uh, this could end, obviously, when God wants it to end. I mean, this could end you know, in an instant, and, and certainly over a period of days, or whatever system he wants to use to end it. But just thinking ahead for a moment, how many people are usually at your Pesach Seder? So we, we actually don't have 80 people at the Seder. Um, what, we, what we'll do is um, we try to—I I tell my kids we can have up to 30, 32 people at the Seder, and then, um, and then it gets too, too big, and then the kids unfortunately could resent. Right. So, and, you know, and, you know, you know. There's some kids that would resent it at, at seven and not thirty-two. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, my 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 kids did that. They did grow up differently, right. and I don't take it for granted. Um, interestingly enough, one of my kids who's married today, who 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 was the only one who used to voice near her teen years, like, "Oh, why do we have to have so many?" Now she's a big inviter <laughs> herself. So <laughs> that's how that's how that goes. So, but, pay, so Pesach is toned down. You'll have like 30 to 40% of a usual crowd on a Pesach Seder. Usually. And the first Seder, the very first Seder, we have the guests. They're all sleeping over, but we'll farm them out right. to neighbors. So at least one Seder, my kids, and now, thank God, I have a lot of grandkids. Right. Uh, they're able to have uh, opa. I'm an opa, by the way. So they have opa's attention. Uh, and uh, they don't have to compete with the guests. Now, now I now I understand why you made sure to uh, to, to put in all these regulations before everybody else because of, because of your heritage. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, 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 I had an oma. My my opa passed away before my uh-huh. mother uh, my mother got married. But I had I had an oma, so I can I can relate to the uh, to, to the way the system works. If you know what I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. My, my wife's a proud oma. <laughs> that's wonderful. That really is wonderful. Uh, Rabbi Klatsko, finally, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but knowing you, you've probably have done this a million times this week. A, a word of inspiration. We're going into Shabbos. You know, you're speaking to thousands around the world at this point uh, because this is one of the few times that um, that you know when we do things on this show, it usually relates to people in New York, and New Jersey, relates to people living in America. Some stuff will relate more to people who are in Israel. This relates now to everybody. We're all in the same situation. Give me a word of inspiration as we start Shabbat Chazak. We we, we begin the month of Geula with Parshas Achodesh and Benching Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Give us all a word of inspiration to keep in mind as this uh, as this again private Shabbat begins. Absolutely, absolutely. You know we are the Amanivcha. We're the chosen nation. And lately, the past number of years, through the media and through social, uh, the social media, we may have forgotten that, or the lines may have been blurred, and never has it been more clear how much we love each other, how much we care for each other. And we want so badly to turn to Avinu Shabbat Shemayim and say, Hashem, we don't know what the message is, and we don't, we don't have the Urim V'Tumim, we don't have a Navi giving us uh, Hadracha. But what we do know is that each of us individually are precious. So 
it's good we're going to be able to hear from different gedolim and different speakers. This is the issue talking in shul is the issue, lashon har is the issue, and they're of course right on some level. These are all things, but maybe we should look at this very personal, very personally, and say, you know what? Um, maybe if just I did something, if I looked into my actions and I tweaked my avas Yisrael a little bit, I personally can end the magefa. And we know that's true, because throughout Tanakh history, it was always Yechidim that ended magefas. Mm. It was Aaron who brought the Ketoros and ended the magefa. Right. It was Pinchas on his own doing the very uh, zealous and important action of killing Zimri and Cosby that ended the Magefa. It was David HaMelech. So maybe there's someone out there, maybe part of your listening audience, that knows there's some way, somehow they've fallen short, and Hashem is actually looking at them and saying, you know what, if you just make a move, that's all I need. It's a very individual, personal, loving Hashem. It doesn't look at us like uh, like Haman did, that you're just one faceless mass. Instead, Hashem says, look, this is Makas Bechoros. We have Pesach coming up. You I chose, you I didn't. And Hashem chooses each family. He goes to the Pesach of each house and saying, you I chose. I believe in you. Believe in yourself. Believe you have the, you have the ability to change the world, to save the world, you as an individual. It may sound grandiose, but it's the truth. That's how it works. Amazing. Important message, the difference each and every one of us can make. And often, all you need to do is make that commitment. That sometimes is enough. Um, I thank you, Rabbi Klatsko. Any information people need about any of this, you can go to Shabbat.com and certainly follow the rabbi on Facebook, especially if you want to be part of his uh, actual Havdalah. You think it's a virtual Havdalah? He's actually making Havdalah. Um, you know, in, Mun- in Muncie, they make Havdalah a lot later than other places. You know how it is. <laughs> I remember one time we actually we actually were in Muncie for Shabbos when I was a kid. And uh, after Shabbos, after Havdalah, we drove to a Hasidic community to go hear, Havdala, to go hear uh, Shalashudas. So really? Was, yes. What, New Square probably? Yeah, it was right? New Square, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so things are sometimes a little later up there in Rockland County, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They're, they're just getting started at 11. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbi, thank you so much, and have a wonderful Shabbos, and enjoy uh, tonight's uh, tefillah with your children and family. Amen. You as well, and everyone should please, please stay healthy and listen to the guidelines and uh, as we say in Yiddish, don't be an Ibrahim. Just uh, this will pass over Gamzayavar, and we're going to come back stronger than ever. Amir uh, Tashem, thank you so much for that. Rabbi Ben Sion Klatsko, um, somebody who's used to having, did you hear the statistic? 70 to 80 guests on a typical Shabbos.